I'm your inner dream monologue and you're fast asleep. So I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey everybody, it's Brad Williams and Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by White Cloud e-cigarettes. We're not saying you should start smoking, but if you already do, awesome. And if you've ever wanted to try an e-cigarette, these are the ones to go with. White Cloud e-cigarettes offers over 20 flavors. That's almost as many as Baskin Robbins. 20 flavors and 6 nicotine strengths. It's cheaper than other e-cigarettes that you'll see at convenience stores and with much more variety. White Cloud e-cigarettes sponsors comedians they've been doing it for over two years now they've also sponsored uh comedy festivals like the boston comedy festival and the orlando indie comedy festival if you've ever been curious about trying an e-cigarette i have well the fling is the low cost no commitment way to do so and the fling offers same day ups shipping on orders before 6 p.m eastern but is there a website? Customers can go to WCESigs.com. That's WCESigs.com. But we want to make sure our listeners get them for cheap. So is there a coupon code? To get 25% off of the order, use the coupon code ALN Podcast. That's ALN Podcast at WCESigs.com to get your White Cloud e-cigarettes today. And now enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night Podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Huh? Hey everybody, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast, doing this intro uh, from San Francisco, so sorry if you hear some of the uh, ambiance of the streets and uh, the uh, people of San Fran, Uh, an old man just uh, uh, gave me a big compliment for opening the door for him outside of an Italian restaurant. That was kind of nice. He goes, uh, thank you so much, young man. I go, young, I'm actually uh, 82, man. I just look great for my age. He goes, you do. I go, stop hitting on me. He goes, oh, this guy's hilarious. Made my day. Anyway, today's episode uh, is super fun. Brad and I got to sit down with a good buddy of both of ours. Uh, he's open for Brad. He's open for uh, Joe Coy, Carlos Mencia. He's been on The Tonight Show on Comedy Central on BET. He was a former martial arts instructor, uh, an R&B producer, uh, uh, he's a dad. He started comedy, uh, you know, a little bit later than uh, most people would, but he's crushing it. And his name is Jason Collings, and he's here on the podcast for you guys today. Uh, it's one of my favorite episodes we've done. As far as it, if you want funny and heart in an episode of the podcast, uh, Jason provides it. Um, I don't want to tell you any more than what I've told you. Uh, just sit back and enjoy this one. Um, Jason performs at the Comedy Store, Laugh Factory, and uh, Improv all the time. 
He's on the road with our buddy Chris D'Elia, uh, and uh, I think you can check him out, uh, jasoncollings.com. Follow him on Twitter, at Jason Collins. Follow me on Twitter, at Adam Ray Comedy. Follow Brad on Twitter, at Funny Brad. Uh, you can see me at the Comedy Mix in Vancouver, B.C. Vancouver, B.C., I'll be at the Comedy Mix this Thursday through Saturday. Get your tickets at ComedyMix.com, May 21st through the 23rd, Adam Ray Comedy Mix. Uh, you can see Brad Williams at, uh, <laughs> shit, I didn't look at Brad's tour schedule. So go to Brad, bradwilliamscomedy.com and see Brad Williams. I think he's in, I want to say he's in like Dayton. No, no, he was just in Dayton. You know what? Fuck it. All right. I'm on top of this shit 99.9% of the time. And uh, this time I forgot because uh, I have to do the intro on my phone because uh, I don't have my laptop on me. And we got to get this uh, episode up on time. But go to go to bradwilliamscomedy.com. Check out his tour dates. Uh, of course, go to astoymerchandise.com because guess what? Rony and the Quave shirts and mugs are live on the astoymerchandise.com site for the podcast. E-S-T-O-Y Merchandise.com The Roni and the Quave Obviously from the episode With our buddy Andrew Santino Go back and listen to that See why it's so Fucking hilarious I told that Beef Roni story From the Adam Divine tour Had a little bit of a slip up Said Roni and the Quave As I was describing My Beef Roni disaster And uh, it became A hilarious rant That we've turned Into t-shirts and mugs And you guys Were already super pumped About them All the Twitters And Instagram comments uh, We really uh, are pumped about So go to a story Merchandise and get your Roni and the Quave shirts. Uh, and I think that's it. Now we get all the tour date info out of the way. Those are the Twitter handles. Those are the merch info uh, details. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy a very special ABLN episode with our buddy, the hilarious Jason Collings. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a juice, so why don't you sit down and no podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. I can totally hear us. Nice. Yeah. Do you like the sound of your own voice? I do like the sound of my own voice. That's yeah. What I sing all the time. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. When did you start? You're one of. Um, Dude, do it. Don't. <laughs> what? I'm warming up. Whoa, for the whoa, 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 whoa. No, you can see. Yeah, I see? Yeah, but no, see. It, let, me, it, let me show you. It's the beginning whoa, of the movie. Whoa, 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 whoa. There you go. Oh, damn. <laughs> I, think, I think you and Brent Morin could just communicate just by singing. Which is how we communicate anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you know Jason like, Collins and know, Brett Morin sang backups on the only song on my album, Pop Tart Suicide, called oh, yeah. Super Fucking Chill. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, really? And they ripped it up, dude. <laughs> so much so that they sang on another track that is um, in uh, the early stages of being turned into a music video. Um, That's the uh, zip. All the way zip, yeah. yeah. Uh, when did you start? Because there's a handful of uh, comedians who sing, right? But mm-hmm. like. What that sort of like? I don't know what you would call woo 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 like whatever scat scatting R and B. That's just something you're born with. It's in my soul. <laughs> God given talent. I think that's what you call it. Yeah. yeah, but when do you realize you can do that? Because you can't. Oh, you're not just doing it. What I just did. Woo, woo, that's an impersonation of guys that do it. <laughs> I mean, it's a good impersonation. Granted, like when I was in New Orleans and did it, did a black guy go? Oh hell yeah! You, wait, you did woo, a black woo, guy woo, in New Orleans. <laughs> hey, don't qu- don't question Adam Ray. It's New Orleans. The rules don't apply. 
It's fine. You just said when I did a black guy in Norman. No, no, no. Well, yeah. <laughs> fuck both of you. I said when I did it. Well, too. I mean, hell, if you're doing black guys and I want to fuck both of us, now. shit. Brad, Brad knows how to. You know how to. What's it called? Pro- project. I know how to project my voice. And the first time I met you was on one tour with Mencia. Yeah. And you did the announcing. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that, that's right. I can't even do it. Well, yeah, because we had. Um, uh, all right, yeah, I'll I'll yep. hang back. Yep. Yeah, because when I was on the Mencia tours, uh, we would do the guy that was working in the theater would say the announcements, and he would always fuck it up. Oh yeah. The same way you go to a lot of comedy clubs that maybe are not an improv or a funny bone, and they got the DJ or yeah. club owner, and he just doesn't know how to do it. So I can't stand the bad sound guy that right who who uh. who just comes on and does like the. La- uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are in st- we have a great show in store for you tonight. Tonight, your uh, comedian is uh, Ch- is Jason Collings. Oh, uh, so Brea uh, the other night, it was this. It was ladies and gentlemen, uh, J- J- Jason. He said my name, Jason. <laughs> Jason Collings. Jason Collings. Jason Collings like, sounds like sounds like one of Will Smith's children. <laughs> <laughs> this is my son. This is my son, Jaden Smith. My son, Jason. Jason. Yeah, but okay. So back to this bit, and then we'll mm-hmm. move on. But that's that, when do you start realizing you can do that? That's I don't know. It's I've been you know I've been singing all my life. <laughs> yeah, but like you, it ain't no thing, Adam. Right? Okay, but what was the group? It. What was the group that that inspired you to go? Oh, that sounds dope. And then you do it. You know, I, that's a hard question. You clearly didn't just Spice do that Girls. out of you. Didn't not have a basis for oh, inspiration. Obviously, yeah. Mike, Michael or McDonald. If, Michael McDonald. Okay, there you go. Okay. Michael McDonald, because you know yeah. white boy, boy, which yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. For the first time I ever saw. For him. sure. Yeah. Right. And he just kills it. And he does a, ah, he does that high voice thing. <laughs> and then he always goes, woo, woo, woo. he just doesn't say anything. You know? He if fills it, it in with, for lyrics. If I, if I could make a Jason Collins doll, mm-hmm. <laughs> and hey, can I be honest? That's a sentence I never thought I'd say. <laughs> but uh, I like you that much, that I would like to hypothesize being in a position to make a Jason Collins doll. And if I could, and I would pull the string, you wouldn't have, you would have catchphrases, but you would sing everything. That's you know that's how Brent and I like trash talk. Like when when we're around people that we want to make fun of, we sing it to each other. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't be wearing those shoes. You know, like, <laughs> they're a tragedy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nobody wears feelers anymore. <laughs> I would. Uh, yeah, so would I. My feelers. Except are, if you're Grant Hill. <laughs> Obviously, uh, dude, you have you have a good voice. I mean, you know, I just got pipes. Yeah, I got pipes. Yeah, yeah, well, but you know, it. but there's, but there's, you know, I got, you know, all of my singing usually goes up that high, or I get really gritty. Like, that's, fucking, see, that's the, that's a good way to sing though if you can't yeah. sing very well. Right. <laughs> it is. This has been the About Last Night podcast with Jason Collins. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, uh, you, this has uh, been a long time coming. Have you on the podcast? I know. I've been begging. You haven't been begging. We just have been trying to um, do it at the right time. Mm-hmm. Right. No one else was available. Not true. <laughs> Not true. And uh, we ha- and we had Rita Rudner scheduled, but really? then, yeah, but then she backed yeah. out the last time. Anytime Rudner bails, we fill it up with Collins. <laughs> you got Collins on deck. Um, mm-hmm. There's. I don't really know uh, to introduce uh, you to our listeners. Where it, it, we begin with the questions I have about stuff that I haven't asked you about at comedy clubs. Um, but I guess let's just start with how did you get into comedy, and that'll probably segue us into what you left to do that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I always wanted to do stand up. Okay. 
But I had kids young. Yeah. And I needed to put food on the table. Yeah, your kids right now are how old? They are 20 and 25. And you are? 44. So you had your kids when you were 12. Mm. This has been Adam Can't Do Math on the About Last Night podcast. Yeah, those are my... They're not even kids anymore. They're people. <laughs> yeah, what do you say in your act? You say on The Tonight Show. They're citizens. <laughs> I'm citizens. They're legal no, citizens. No, they have ID. They drive. You know what you say? I, have, I don't have roommates kids. Roommates that I have, don't yeah. pay rent. Yeah, roommates <laughs> that don't pay rent. That's such a good joke. That's, that's what I said. I said that. On The Tonight Show. With Jay Leno. With Mr. Leno. And, and, and you got to hear, ladies and gentlemen, Jason Collins. Oh, Bef- he said it for... He was so, so cool about it. Did you sit on the couch? No. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, and, dude. and you have the picture on your Facebook page. And it's uh, Justin Timberlake was also on your episode. It was it was it, on the that was Justin Timberlake and um, the uh, the girl what, that used to be with Robin Thicke. Uh, what's her name? I, Raven Simone. No, exactly. no, 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 no. <laughs> not Raven Simone. Betty White. Yeah. No, uh, Paula Betty. Patton. Paula Patton. Yes. Paula Patton. Close. Yeah. Uh, Close. Robin <laughs> Thicke's ex, uh, ex-wife. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Who were you more attracted to? And that's an honest Jay question. Yeah. Leno. <laughs> well, Honestly, attra- physically attracted, of course, I'm yeah, gonna say Paula. Justin. Oh, oh well, uh, oh. <laughs> actually, it was he was a lot of he was she was a robot. We had to do it a couple. We had to do the one of the questions that a lot of people ask me when they see that clip. Yeah, is, what did you say to Justin? Because at the when I walked over and I shook hands with him, he just started cracking up because mm-hmm. I'm I'm hilariously funny. Yeah, and um, <laughs> you did crush it. But people don't know that was like the third take or something because Jay kept messing up his lines. To introduce you? No, no, no. After oh. my set. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, I didn't have to do my set more than once. Thank God. But Jeez. I had to go, good night, guys. My name's gone. And then walk over like twice or something. Wow. And, you know, him and I messed around with it a little bit. Justin, Justin you Timberlake. Yeah. But she was like a robot. Every time she stood up, a very good job. Kisses on the cheek. Her eyes were, I think she was, I don't know. I think she might have been high. But I, I, think, I think, think the, uh, the uh, saying is, pilled out. Pilled out, right? And... <laughs> Him and I were just kind of so, having fun with that. And then that we, sounds like a great 90s sitcom. <laughs> Jason Collings in Pilled Out. I'm in. Th- th- this I fall, know. after hang time. I need the work. <laughs> after hang time, yeah. yeah. A guy that's just addicted to pills. Sure. All right, well, it took a dark turn real quick. <laughs> I don't know if that's a sitcom people want to watch. Uh, so what was that like even? just Because I think you, you said awesome. Jay came back beforehand, right, and talks to you. We, he had me, he had a, he picked me, he had a car pick me up, like, and I, he got me there like, so early when no one else was there mm-hmm. like not even the crew was there it was just him and i and we just hung out and t- walked around the set and talked and stuff it was so cool because the guy comes in and goes hey did, did so-and-so show you your mark yeah and jay said i'll do it i'll show it to him. and then we just went for a walk and talked comedy it was really whoa and he just wow. made it i wasn't nervous because of him he said this is the easiest gig you ever gonna do because you were nervous otherwise i, I mean yeah yeah it's it freaking was tonight show it was, it was your it, first tv appearance it was it wasn't my first it was the first thing that aired, gotcha. but like a couple a month before I did BET Comic View. Right. But then that didn't air for like another six months. Wow. Mm-hmm. But so this was the second time doing it, but my, the first thing that was going to be seen. Okay. And he just said, this is the easiest gig you ever going to do. And if you screw up, you can just do it again. Wow. I mean, he was, and, it, and it, then we'd stop talking about it. That makes just, a big difference. Yeah. Huge. Because, I mean, like, like you say, you know that that's going to air uh, mm-hmm. That night, yep. it's the title of tonight show, and uh, <laughs> I'm very, I'm very wow. That's a college education, yeah. right there. Yeah. Uh, but guy. like that, just makes you feel at ease because that's the guy that's been doing it yeah. every night, and he still has the wherewithal to come up to you and be like, "Hey, I know, like, yeah, I've done this a million times, but this is your first time, so let's make sure that you're comfortable." Because you know, denim he- shirt made me feel really comfortable because he wasn't dressed up you know he's oh yeah 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 because he's got, yeah. Yeah. He's got the like denim a, and the denim just like an uncle and more, and more denim 
Easy gig. But uh, yeah, and then we just talked about that for like f- two minutes, and then he wanted to talk about comedy and how's the comedy store. And da, da, da. when you got your first laugh, what was I mean? Just with the I mean, because you walk out, you hear your you hear him say your name. That's the best. Yeah, you're behind the thing, and he hear him say. What's going through your head before you walk out? Like, man, I've worked so hard. This yeah. is so dope. Like, I was just it was because you I got, got picked, a little because I got a little emotional for sure. Because uh, you know, tell the process. It's like because let's be honest, yeah. the tonight they weren't. Having a ton of comics on, and mm. it was probably people. It's all probably some people Jay has to approve, but he's got yeah. people that are auditioning and seeing people. But also a lot of people that are like pretty that have been pretty yeah. well established in doing it. Yeah. So you, it was a pretty big. And deal it was for you the last minute. I didn't know I was doing it till that day. What? Yeah, like I was at home having one of those my career sucks days. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm and then my manager calls me and said, "You're doing the Tonight Show today." <laughs> Car's picking you up in 45 minutes. Now, are you super pumped, or are you still sulking in that, I'm the worst? I just, I it, can't. that changes everything. For sure. I just went, huh? And my son was there, and I said, dude, you want to go to the Tonight Show? And he goes, yeah. He's oh, like, who's crap. performing? <laughs> You're like, well, I think you know him pretty he, well. He literally yeah. went, yeah. He <laughs> came <laughs> out of his dick. <laughs> well, who was on it? <laughs> Daddy. Daddy's on but, it. But, like, that's insane, because normally how that works is you're going uh, in with uh, one of the producers, and you're working on yeah. your set constantly for two, maybe three it, months. It was surreal. Here's what happened. My manager calls me and says, um, can, I, can I try to get you on tonight's show? Yeah, yeah. Then uh, the booker calls me with jo- my manager on the phone and mm-hmm. says, hey, congratulations, you're doing the show. And it was cool, and I mean that conversation. I, when we hung up, I got, I yeah. cried. I was like, this for is sure, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it didn't happen for six months. And then I, I and, contact, that, and no talking back and forth. Just. I talk, call him. I go, "What's going on?" He goes, "You know, it might not." My manager said it might not happen with the whole oh, Fallon geez. thing. Yeah, we might have to go somewhere else. And then I'm just going, "Oh, okay, okay. And, yeah." And then you chalk it up to that, that's the business, yeah. right? One and of those and I, I even was on call once. They, they, you know how they say yep. you're on. Yep. And I didn't even leave my house. Yeah, and I was, like, I got paid for it, which yeah. was weird. But then we forgot. I forgot about it. I thought because that's not going to happen because of the whole. The change, and then one day, they literally says, "You're doing the Tonight Show today." The car's picking you up in 45 minutes, and like you still had what? the set that you had planned out, right? Or yeah, well, I had been working on that thing forever, yeah. so sure. I just had it memorized. And then, and I never met the guy, and they, he said, "Oh no, we came and saw you. We just didn't say hi." They came and saw me. They liked my set. They had one note. Mm-hmm. That's it. They said the rest of it, awesome. Let it just do it that way. I mean, it was just it couldn't have gone better. And it couldn't have been easier, right? Like, well, and, like in in that moment, you almost don't have time to be nervous because you're like, "Holy shit, the car's picking me up in forty five minutes. Like, I, I got to get it." It was one of those clothes, things where I, I was so together. bummed about it might not happen that when yeah. it, when the I was like, I wasn't like nervous. I was like, "Fuck yeah, 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 get my ass there, let's go." And your kids were super pumped. And it's because Justin Timberlake got sick. He really, was, he was supposed to perform a song that night oh. and canceled, so they needed something to close the show. Right? Oh, yeah. If you watched it, I'm the last thing. Yeah. And that was why. And so JT got to watch it too. Yeah. And he was amazing afterwards. And, you know, we, we talked and stuff. And it did was, you please tell me you did a little. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, sh- I gave him a lot of pointers. Um, it was cool. He goes, hey, where are you from? I go, I'm from Long Beach. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait, go, wait a minute. Wait. What did he sound like? Go back to your Timberlake <laughs> yeah. impression. And, and I'm not good at no, it. No, don't even. I'm going to do what you right. just did. Okay. Go, and, do what I, and, hey, where are you from? That's all I said. <laughs> That was a that, like, hey, dog. that was John DeWalt trying <laughs> trying to be Dog, we're the best. <laughs> we're the best. 
We're the reason this town survived. <laughs> you, no, but um, that's, that's the best. Because you weren't even trying to do an impression. You were I just wasn't. trying to move the story along. I mean, yeah. But you were like, let me just try to do a little bit of an affectation of a I person. Can't, I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it. All right, anyway. Hey, man, where you from? There it is. So, <laughs> um, and, and, and you said? I said I'm from Long Beach. She goes, oh, my ex-girlfriend's from Long Beach. Which who I went to school with, Cameron Diaz. What? Yeah, she was Cameron Diaz was from Long Beach. You went to high school with her? Mm-hmm. What was that like? Uh, I didn't know her. Yeah. I, I was friendly kind of with her sister. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I, they they wouldn't remember. Was she like one of those people where like she was voted most likely to become famous? She or was most likely to have jizz in her hair in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> hey, she, you know, she conquers her goals. That's the kind of person she is. You know what I mean? She... <laughs> She follows through, bro. Uh, what was it like growing up? In, you grew up in Long Beach. Grew up in Long Beach. Yeah. That's... Uh, grew up in LB. Yeah, now people do that. Anytime, like when we do the Long Beach Laugh Factory and somebody does like the LBC, like people it's been mentioned people in rap that, songs. People that aren't from Long Beach say right. LBC. Mm-hmm. People that are from there and grew up there say LB or Long Beach. Now, is it? it's got a little bit of a reputation for being what? Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and? Awesome. There it is. It's got a, it's got a reputation for being kind of hood. Right. Well, yeah. Well, whenever if, like Snoop Dogg references your yeah, song, yeah, people your are always city. like Snoop Dogg and Sublime are the only two things that ever came out of Long Beach. Yeah, not true. Not true. Jason, Jason Collins, Collins. <laughs> Cameron Diaz's right sister. Out of Long Beach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's so, one hood in Long Beach. It's a tiny little area, and the rest of the city is gorgeous. I mean, there's like four different neighborhoods where the houses are two million dollars and up. You know, wow. it's, it's a beautiful place. Yeah, and you know, but. So what is it like growing up there? I mean, like, where do you where it's, do your comedy influences come from? What what kind of a uh, growing up in Long Beach is like growing up in a small town. You, you, everybody knows each other. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's like that, and and it's just far enough outside of L A. and Hollywood because it is it is Los Angeles. Yeah, people yeah. think it's Orange County, but no, L A. County, L A. County. It's the last city in L A. County before it turns into you know Seal Beach, which is yeah. Orange County. But it, it's it's just far enough away from here. here L A. Hollywood yeah. to be just like the burbs, like any town USA. It's the suburbs. And and what do you like? I mean, do you, there's no the Long Beach Laugh Factory. A lot of bitches. A lot of, <laughs> uh, lot of getting high. Oh yeah, yeah. Everyone smokes weed down there. Oh dude, it's such a bunch of potheads down there. <laughs> what we you know we would get in the car and drive thirty minutes up to Hollywood. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. yeah. What would you? Where would you go to? This is when high I school. was when I was turned eighteen. I was always mm-hmm. going to the uh, comedy store. No shit. I would go oh, to the wow. comedy store. That was one of the things that my buddies and I liked. If we had a date. Let's take him to a comedy club. Well, yeah, because you had nothing down in Long Beach. We had one comedy club, and and if you're if you're familiar with the Long Beach Laugh Factory, down the hill, up up the hill from it, there's this white building on Pine. Mm-hmm. It's like with the, one of the oldest buildings. There used to be a comedy club in that in that building, and then up the street on the same street as Laugh Factory, there was a place called Birdland West, and we would go there every Thursday night when I was like nineteen, eighteen years old, and the lineup would be. Martin Lawrence, Jamie Foxx, Damon Wayans. What like the fuck? All these wow. guys that are huge now. Yeah. They were there every week, every Thursday night just, you know, working stuff out. And we would go in there and watch these guys. And it was, and I mean, I just ju- loved it. Yeah, you just get so wet with inspiration. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I wanted to do that so bad, but I just. And, and what was holding you back? Yeah, why didn't you start? Well, I had kids young. Yeah. And my dad was in entertainment. And, I, and when I was young, he was gone a lot. And I didn't want to be gone a lot. And um, what did your dad do? My dad was a musician. He had a hit single in the 70s, and he toured all over the country. What was the it. song? The song was called Friends. The band was called Feather, and he like he was on the same bill as like Chris Christopherson, Janis Joplin. I mean, what? he did a lot of touring. Yeah. Wow. And me, you know, he had he had a hit single, and he toured around the country, following the you know the record around. What, what did you as a kid? Do you know? Hmm. Okay, so uh, when he was touring, you were how old? Uh, from age zero to eight. 
is, is okay. how long he did that. And at eight, and around eight years old, he, my mom said, you can be a rock star or a parent, but you can't be both. And wow, yeah, and he chose parent. Chose parenting. Next next day, he signed us up for football. And for sure, that's why you're such a dope dad. You right? know, I had a great example of a father because that's mm-hmm. a fucking not an easy call, man. Yeah, right. Not an easy call. Kids eight, he's like, yeah, he's. I mean, but th- that those are crucial years. Yeah, like that's and he. And but once he was done with the music thing and, be, and just it was he was like super dad, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and and you had that, and then you, when you had your kids, you're like, I'm gonna do. Yeah, that. and I had I'm kids young. Dad. Right, I was, I was I was a young dad when you know when when I was 24 years old, I was coaching little league, running a business, and raising two kids. Holy at shit! At like 24, you grew wow. up real quick. Yeah, yeah. To. Prior to that, were you? Even I didn't fit really. For, yeah. I pretended to grow up, but I'm still. I was still pretty immature. Of course. Yeah. But the fact that you even tried to pretend is valiant. Oh yeah, it was because there's was a lot of people so, that my, my wife and I would get so many looks on the football field and the baseball field because we were. Isn't that so fucked up? The youngest parents on on there. Well, yeah, know? they're jealous that you guys are still like you know <laughs> killing, killing. killing. <laughs> yeah. you know. uh, what, but I always wanted to do do stand up. Were you like a funny dad coaching and stuff? Like, I were you, I taught. See, the thing is, I taught martial arts. That's for right. I wanted to get to that. Tw- yeah. 20-something years. I had my own school for 20 years. I opened my, my own school, martial arts school in June of 92. Was it called Haya? Because no. that would be the name of my school. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not a good name. It, I mean, it says the guy who isn't going to invest in my martial arts school. Called Haya. <laughs> I mean, Sounds like an energy drink. <laughs> Sold in where? Bread? Well, the, it, whatever convenience store that the kids from Say by the Bell hung out at. <laughs> they would just hang out there like, dude, have you tried Haya? And then Jesse Spano was like, hey, I already did went through some shit with some caffeine pills. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to get stuck on I can't be Hi-ya. the focal point yeah, yeah. of this episode. Screech is like, I'll do it. They're like, shut up, Screech. Haya, dude. Try the grape. Grape Haya is the best. <laughs> so Lisa drank that one. <laughs> Whoa, Adam Ray. All right, we might edit that out. Right. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I'm just surprised because normally that's what I do. I know. I'm I come usually... strong to the hoop with the uncomfortable <laughs> racial jokes. I go strong to the hoop with the uncomfortable <laughs> racial jokes. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like, like nah. you can get away with it. You are the Allen Iverson I am of uncomfortable, uncomfortable racial, racial jokes. jokes. Yeah. Right, was strong to the hoop. What was the j- I, I didn't watch that show. Lisa Turtle was the uh, uh, black character. Yeah, so of, of course she drank used, the great Yeah. They had a black character on that show yeah for sure yeah. alright cool yeah so um, see I was busy raising kids you guys yeah <laughs> well we were being we were busy being raised by Saved by the Bell yeah got it, um, it. alright so you now why do you open a martial arts studio well I studied martial arts from age 12 mm-hmm. and forever and then my dad also studied martial arts and then of course my twin brother you yeah. guys know David yep, right. he's a, we were all we were all black belts, and I, at the time I was working at the, the see when my dad left the music industry. One of the guys that he played music with started an electronics component company in, in Orange County, and brought my dad in, and then they built this company into a Fortune 500 company. Next thing you know, he's gone from a, a musician, and then 20 years later, he's a vice president of an electronics company. And, That's and incredible. I, I worked for him there. Cool. Mm-hmm. Didn't like what I was doing. I always had the entertainment bug, anyways. You know, by the way, you guys know that I produced hip hop music when I was like eighteen or nineteen years old. No, Jay, you didn't know that. No, dude. I think I, I, I think you told yeah, me that I, had, on I actually one of had our a road trips, I had so, a record yeah. deal. I, I I was signed to <laughs> I was signed to Polygram Island Records as a producer, and I produced hip hop music. When I, I was can't like, smile <laughs> yeah. big enough right now and, to. Uh, and I was doing that thing, but then it, by but, the way, most interesting man in the world, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Hire Jason Collins. Yeah, dude. Well, here's the thing: I signed a bad contract, and I didn't make any money doing it. But I have one of my claims of fame is that back you signed it Jason Collins, yeah. and they were like, what? <laughs> they were like, wait a minute, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a callback to the sound guy. But I, I, yeah, I, I got it. Right, good. I wasn't good. They, I. 
if you guys remember, there was a movie on HBO back in the early 90s called Strapped, Forrest Whitaker. It was okay. the, the guy from Onyx. I don't know if you remember the rap group Onyx. That guy was that in sounds the really movie. Familiar. He was yeah. in the movie, whatever. Okay. It was a, a movie about gang violence and all this stuff. Cool. I produced the soundtrack. The, the, a lot Holy of the music, shit. A lot of the music in that movie was my stuff. My name's in the credits. The whole thing didn't make a dime. <laughs> so I needed to make money. I needed to put food on the table for the kids. So my, and I was working at my dad's company at the time. One day he calls me into his office and says, I don't want to do this anymore. And I'm like, oh, okay. What are we going to do? You know, because mm-hmm. it's the only way I make pay the bills. Yeah. And he says, you know, you're a black belt. I'm a black belt. Let's open a martial arts school. Wow. I said, and I asked him, Dad, why? Why? What's going on? He was, he was the VP of it. He goes, they're cutting back here. Now, my dad was the vice president of the company, but he wasn't the president. He wasn't the owner. He had bosses. So he knew that he was still expendable. And he said to me, he goes, they're going to make me fire some people today. And then mm-hmm. first person on the list that they asked me to fire was my son, was me. They were going to have oh. him fire me. And he said, fuck this place. I'm not going to do that. Let's go open our own business. Wow. And it was, I love your dad. He, your oh, dad he was the best. best. He was the best. He's a big part of why I got into stand-up. This is a great story. You guys are going to cry a little bit, but whatever. It's okay. It's okay. I haven't cried since 30 days um, later. Forrest Gump on TBS a couple nights ago. <laughs> <laughs> Almost 30 days to the day later from that conversation in his office, we opened our doors to our own martial arts school. And then That's I, crazy, by the way. 30, 30 days? days? Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. Let's we, had, be honest, we found man. funding. We, uh, it was crazy because my brother was already teaching. We had a good reputation in that martial arts community there, and, and a lot of our students had money, and they said, we'll give you money to open a school. You know, it was that. We That's did, important, was, huh? Wow. You got to have like the kids from yeah. the families that like, because yep. it's not cheap to. Also, one of the bread and butter martial arts schools is kids. I mean, you know, MMA, all that stuff. It's great. And it's a good thing to know. But if you're going to make a lot of money teaching martial arts, you either have to be a big name and be in MMA or mm-hmm. be amazing with teaching children. That's just. Or have a great name of a place like Haya. Haya. That attracts <laughs> people Hi-ya. and it makes them go, well, that sounds yes. like a place that teaches strong self-defense yeah. for affordable we prices. We parlay this into an energy drink. You're right. <laughs> All right, so 30 so days is, is then crazy. I, then I opened the school because I, I, I left the music thing because I didn't, wasn't making any money and I had some kids coming and stuff. And so then I taught martial arts for the next 20 years. A buddy of mine who I grew up with since we were just kids, he, was always, he knew that I had this bug to want to do stand-up comedy. And he's like, I got a friend. You got to meet him. He's really funny. And he was always telling me about his buddy that's a stand-up comic. Well, that buddy was Joe Coy. Mm-hmm. Who you know very yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. And uh, one, 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 one summer, he was having, my buddy was having a barbecue, a big barbecue, and I go to the, the barbecue, and, and I'm standing in the food line, and I'm, I start joking around with this guy standing next to me. He start, we start going back and forth, and we're cracking each other up. And, he's, and we sit down to eat, and he goes, what's your name? I go, Jason. And he goes, what do you do for a living? I go, ah, you won't believe me if I told you. And he goes, no, nah, tell me. I go, I teach martial arts. He's like, oh, wow. And Joe has like, a, he likes, loves martial arts. And yeah, he says, sure. I said, what do you do? He said, I'm a comedian. I go, oh, shit, you're the comedian. This is before he's Joe Coy. Yeah. yeah. This is when he was just doing like Wednesday night at the La- Asian night at the Laugh Factory. Oh, my and, like, God. Just, I remember you know, that. Yeah. And uh, he goes, and he, but he was just starting to break. Like mm-hmm. he was starting to. Some stuff. I remember those times when he was outside the Laugh Factory and he would Give crush after Dane. Yeah. After Dane was like and grow and yeah. as big as you could get. And right. he would kill after. Crush him. after. And, and then, then he had those DVDs. DVDs yep. and t- cards. That's why I started doing business. A thousand percent yeah. why I do it. Yeah. yeah. He was like the king of that. Yeah. So uh, we kind of became buddies, and I just started going, hanging out with him for like a year. I just went to all the shows with him, and you know, we hung out. He was just like, yo, come along, because now yeah. you have an end of these cool yeah. places. Meanwhile, my dad, who was like the most important thing, he got diagnosed with cancer. And uh, he, they gave him like six months to live. He lived like four more years, because he went into remission, and then it came back real aggressive. Oh, he just battled it for a long yeah. time. But, he was, but I was always telling my dad, I would like to do that. And my, 
And my dad, being an entertainer, he always kind of wanted to meet Joe because he, you know, he just liked meeting guys that, that yeah. were entertaining. So one time, Joe had. And a, he loved comedy, yeah. Yeah, loved. Oh, man. Our household, every special, we. It, the, every Carlin special on HBO, it was always like an Fuck, event. Fuck, dude. Always. Yeah. That's like, so crucial as for yeah. a. I mean, like, you have to be introduced to it somehow. Like, yeah, my it, dad was uh, Belushi and Sinbad. Mm-hmm. And you hear the stories of the comics saying, oh, my parents had yeah. the old records. Laying, my parents had the old Cosby, Red Fox records laying around. And introduced right. you early to it. Yeah, and we listened to it, it early. All, yeah, it, 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 it wasn't like don't listen to it because right. I'm swearing on it. Go, yeah, have fun. Listen to it. I mean, perfect, awesome. So um, one time, Joe, Joe had a show down in Irvine at the Irvine Improv. It was one of his first times headlining down there, and and where I live is between here and there. And he said, "I got a show in Irvine. You want to come?" I go, "Yeah, pick me up at my dad's house." So he comes to, comes to my parents' house to pick me up, and he he meets my dad. They end up having a conversation without me in the room, yeah. and I still to this day don't know the exact details of it. But uh, we get in the car and Joe says, do you really want to do stand-up comedy? Now, this is, I've already been hanging out with him for a long time, yeah, telling him I want to do that. Yeah, do about that. a year you said And that. I was the guy that was like, if he could do it, I could do it. Like that kind of and thing. You're, but you're just telling him you're not ever like I was doing an nervous. open mic or anything. Never. No, I never said that. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what an open mic was. Right. Because my introduction to comedy was hanging out with Joe Coy at the Laugh Factory and watching just killers. Right. Isn't it funny, too, to be in a place where you're like, because there is no school for it. And there's None. no, Zero. even when you're watching it, that's why you hear so many comics as a kid say, I didn't know that was a job you could do. So yeah. it's like, yeah. to, to, even at that age, to yeah. not know like how to go about doing it. And if you don't know anybody and introduce you, what are you going to ask somebody who is like, There's, yeah, I watch a lot of HBO specials. I think you should just go to New York and get on HBO. <laughs> but the thing like, is, I thought yeah. that's how, I thought right. like, I just go to the Laugh Factory and tell them that I do this and they'll put me on next. You know, you just don't yeah. know. But we get in the car. He says, do you really want to do this? And I said, yeah, because he just had a conversation. Yeah. He says, yeah. He goes, well, then you need to stop being such a pussy and do it or your dad's never going to be able to see you do it. Like just straight up. Wow. Side. And I never thought of it that way. And I was like, yeah. oh man. Next day, I called my brother. I said, uh, I, no, the next day I went to the Ha Ha Cafe. Because mm-hmm. meanwhile, Joe was like, you got to go to the Ha Ha Cafe. They'll put you on. They could do their open mic yeah. or whatever. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't even know what the fucking open mic was. So I, the next day after that conversation with Joe, and I watched him just annihilate the fucking improv. Yeah. I, I go to the Ha Ha Cafe and I introduced, I knew who the owner's, I was told what the owner's name was. I knew who Jack was. Mm-hmm. I walked in and I said, hey, Jack, I'm, are you Jack? And he said, yeah. I go, I'm Jason Collings. I'm a comedian. I'd never done it before in my life. So Joe Coy and Fraser Smith and John Lovitz said that if I came here, you would, give, you would put me on a show. Those are good names. Yeah, good names. To drop. I just dropped those names. Sure. He says, not? you're friend with Joe? I go, yeah, yeah. He goes, how long have you been doing comedy? I said, five years. I've never done it before. That's okay. Right? I lied. I got a radio show at USC my senior year of college. Yeah. They go, how long have you been doing radio? I go, 15 oh. years. They're like, aren't you 22? I'm People like, People ask off. me, how do you get into stand I said, I BS my way into stand Right. So Jack says, well, then come, come back tomorrow. You're on the show tomorrow. Oh, my Not God. Not the open mic yeah, show. The it was show. A Friday night. Which, show. if you know anything about Friday nights of the haha, packed man, packed. Yeah. It was like thirty-five people there. Electric energy. Um, <laughs> it's a small room. No, but uh, so I showed out. Thirty-five. I showed, I, oh, so the next day I go, Dave, we got to write jokes. My brother David, and he goes, "What do you mean?" I go, "I'm doing stand-up comedy tomorrow." Dave, also like, funny dude, then. right? Yeah, my brother's the funniest guy I know. After you guys. Um, <laughs> by the way, if we're not here, he for sure doesn't say that. <laughs> you guys are the, all right, acceptable. Yeah. But um. So the next night, I, I the next day, we're, I'm trying to write jokes, and I'm like, let's just wing it. Now you gotta understand, I've wow. been teaching classes. I teach. I teach large groups of people right. every day, Used and to I've done in seminars. So yeah. that's a hump that I don't need to get over. I know how to sure. command a room full of people, and a room full of five year olds is one of the toughest crowds you'll ever ever have to. Sure. Entertain. Why and is I that? taught with humor because you it, they Other have such the a short attention span. Yeah. Imagine the 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 crowds that we deal with as comics yeah. we think they have a short attention man and you have to be the awesome to keep their attention and if you if you suck 
they see it right away. You lose them. They walk all and over. You have like blah, waitresses blah, blah. coming through with drinks, and yeah. that's a distraction. A, yeah. a distraction for a kid is a bug yeah. flying in front of them. <laughs> five years old, and the class is an hour long. They sh- they can't do there. They should the class for a five year old should only be fifteen minutes long. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you would but probably an, maximize the yeah, um, hour long. So come I, in, do two punches, get out. Right. <laughs> so I figure that out. By the way, that I, will not be taught at high up. <laughs> so we will do more than two punches. Yeah, I want to go on record by you, saying you know, that three right punch now. combinations is a minimum. But um. So I have, so I'm like, I'm just gonna wing it and see what happens. Mm-hmm. So I showed up the next night at the haha. The guy goes, "You're on third. I had no idea that that was the that's, dumpest spot. Yeah, that, that's the kill spot too. He says, "You're on third. I'm yeah. gonna keep. I'm gonna light you at f- twelve. You'll do fifteen minutes, and I'll light you at twelve. You I just, had no idea what he meant by light me. <laughs> didn't have any idea what he meant. I just went, okay, yeah, light me. So I didn't know like maybe that's what a cool that handshake will do when he comes yeah. up to take you. Off I didn't stage. know that there was a light that went on that told you you were done. Had no idea. <laughs> so I go on stage. And I did my very first time ever doing stand up. I did a 15 minute set, callbacks, crowd work. Which, for people that don't do stand up, he's waving his phone at me. Yeah. Then I went, oh, that's the light. <laughs> you put two and two together, like, yeah. got it. Yeah. All right. That's okay. what he meant. Do you know what the light means? Do you like yeah. understand what so that I, means? Or he could have been no. Yeah. Good for you to not be like oh, not thinking that he was just like hey Jason, I got a, a new phone, man. I want to show you real quick. <laughs> you got a call. He was giving me. I had a, I had a phone call. Your wife's calling. Yeah. Um, so you just crush. I I don't know if I crush, okay. but I did. I did. I, okay, I get off stage, and it went really well. I mean, the crowd liked me. The guy said, "Come back tomorrow. You're on again." And there was a comedian there, John Roy. You guys know John yeah. Roy? Yeah. John Roy. John Roy. Top Robin. He says, hey. Hilarious comic. He yeah. says, how long you been doing comedy? <laughs> and I said, what time is it? <laughs> and like, Great so kind. So and he goes, like, what sounds do you like mean? an old go, school joke. Yeah. About 15 minutes now. He had, he's like, no, not a true story. You haven't been doing it. Right? He didn't. Didn't believe it at all. But uh, that was my first time ever doing it. And I just, wow. I became, immediately became a regular at that club every week. Yeah. So and now you had a place to yeah, go up. I had a place to go up. That first night that I did stand up, there was this guy in the back of the room laughing like a maniac. The craziest laugh I've ever heard. I think I know who that is. That was Delia. Yeah. That, <laughs> and I met for yeah. right. that, we ended up hanging out every day after that for like, I don't know how long. Because he had been starting about then too, right? He mm-hmm. was about six months ahead of me. When Still, I met him, very, I yeah. mean, that's about the same. Yeah, when I met him, he was six months in. And then a few months down the line after becoming a regular there, then Brent Moore came around, and we, yep. then, the, then the three of us just ran around doing coffee houses and bowling alleys and stuff. Which and, yeah. is what you need, man. You need that support system. You yeah. need, guy, you need yeah. like, that's what it I was, was just telling a young comic the other day about, like, start, like, not only just being out and about and meeting people and starting to get, showing your face and getting comfortable yeah. being in the stand-up community, but like you start meeting the people that are on shows and they tell you where shows are yeah. that you don't know of, right? I'm yeah. sure that's what happened. Chris probably knew of shows already six months in. It yeah. was like, yo, you guys come here. I'm into this thing. I'll get you up there. And then you, and then, yeah, and then you carpool together or you know that you're going to meet up there. So yeah. you have that extra bit of and motivation they, to get always yourself like to do it. Chris would say, hey, this guy has his bar. And I would say, hey, this guy, you know, and we'd get each mm-hmm. other. So then I did it. The, the second night that I did stand-up, I brought a video camera, and I videotaped my set, and I brought it home and showed my dad because nice. he, he was too sick to leave the house. And he said, he watched it. Now, mind you, my dad was an entertainer. He had a lot this of the first time he's there. seen, so, I mean. He's never seen me do stand-up. So when you're bringing it to him. I'm, si- I'm leaning back on the stool, I'm, and he looks, he watches the tape. He laughed. Yeah. He said, don't do that joke about the da da da. I did. I can't remember what it was. He goes, I don't do that joke. I don't think your mom would like that joke. Mm-hmm. That was his only note. And then he goes, but that doesn't look like somebody that's, that's only done it twice. He goes, that looks like that you've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. He goes, don't stop doing this. This is what you're supposed to be doing. This is absolutely what you're supposed to be doing. Wow. Wow. A month 
almost to the day after I started stand-up, he passed away. And I made him a promise. I said, I'm not going to stop. I'm gonna, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to see it through. I mean, and you guys know, mm-hmm. there are times when you're like, what am, I, what am I doing? Sure. You know, my, I mean, my family was like, what are you doing? How, I mean, and I'm trying to run a business because right. I ran the martial arts school still for the, the first, let's see, six or seven years of stand-up. Yeah. I was still running a business during the day. Yeah. And, and that- raising kids because my kids were 11 and 15 or oh. something when I started. Right. And, it, you know, and my wife, was she's the most patient woman on earth. I love her. And she was like, what you, you know, go get a job. What are you doing? Because <laughs> of being out all night doing, trying to get up, the business starts suffering. Yes, because then the yeah. next day you're you know you're sluggish, and then you got and then up, I have to kids leave early. Like, oh, yeah, I need somebody to teach this class for me because I got a gig. Right and, and by the way, when you're starting out, man, those it's like you're those gig you, you can't turn them down. You're not and you're not seeing results for a little bit because Ever. you're just like mm-hmm. even though yeah. it, it's it's about it's a numbers thing, man, and you just got to put oh, in yeah. all these gigs, and then it's a reality check too. You're like, wait a minute, maybe I'm you're like, wow, I'm driving time. up to Hollywood to do. Five, six, seven minutes, yeah. and I'm leaving this class. And a, you know that it's you're yeah. probably constantly battling yourself. Like, it's what am insane. I? And I and it's one of those things because the first time I did it, I was like, I got this. <laughs> Laugh factor here, of course. But yeah. then you realize, no, this is it's a lot of work to be had. This and I'm not good. And I remember calling Joe Coy. I said, Yo, I just did it. I had a great set. And he goes, Cool, man. Call me in ten years. Tell me how it's going. <laughs> yeah, and he was happy to get you in the door, but now right. It's like, but yeah. now it's like, and okay, now the real work. That's begins. what was dope about it. Yeah. It's like I, there were times when I was mad at him. Why aren't you hooking me up? You're the guy. <laughs> but you know what? He did hook me up by not hooking me up. Yes. Right. You know, totally. Because yeah. now I learned, okay, this shit, because it, it, you know, although I make it look easy. <laughs> <laughs> you do, man. I mean, hey, I'm sure you're. But you, you know what? You're, it ain't forever. You're right. absolutely right because he that knows. That was Timberlake again, by yeah, the way. Yeah. Perfect impression. Yeah. He knows that it, it, if, if you get seen too quickly by yeah. a Jamie Masada who runs yeah. a Laugh Factory or by the Booker for the Improv. Yep. If you get seen too quickly and you're not ready, now it's already in that Booker's head. That's ja- the guy that sucks. Yeah, Jason is not funny. Yeah. So then, and it takes at least two years yeah. of seeing you again yep. to even start to think that you're funny. So you're right. He did hook you up yeah. by not hooking you by up. Not, exactly. And we're still great friends to this day. Sure. And, you know, those bar shows, like mm-hmm. there, was a sh- there was a bar in Long Beach called Springbok. Where you would go and nobody wanted you to do stand up there. They were angry that you were even there. But if you can get a room like that to listen to you, that's yeah. such yeah. a you know. And then we're doing pool. It was it was fun. Yeah. Well, I remember. I think when I first met you, I, I, it might have been prior to this, but uh, you started a show at the Gas Lamp yeah. in Long Beach. Yep, and had me come down room. there. I think with Brent one time because yeah. you guys knew each other. That was a great room. I, I love mm-hmm. it. It's it's a good room today too. I'm not you know it's it's still a great comedy room. It's and still they, going. Yeah, every Wednesday night. Wow. And they took that. Remember, there was a rail on the on the. Yes, of course you. Remember. Yeah, I remember it because I go on that stage and it's like, well, it looks like I'm a criminal, and they're blanking out my eyes. There's literally a rail because the rail's like you right remember, across you my face. It? Yeah, dude. That's gone. It's gone. <laughs> Thank God. It looks like a dope venue now. I actually want to shoot when it comes time to special. do a, to a, do a special. I want to shoot it there. Oh, great right. idea, dude. Because it's where I started. It's my hometown. Yep. You, yeah. you know what I mean. I was just telling somebody the other day how I want to shoot my special in my high school theater where I did that plays. Would be awesome. Because I quit uh, football my sophomore year to play Danny Zuko in Greece and that's when I was like oh shit I think I want to do be an actor and that's what got me down here and then that's what got me into stand up and you also it's only dope- be Danny Zuko by the way <laughs> <laughs> of course you, well my Adam Ray was not going to be Kaniki let's be honest <laughs> nah dude star only, quality only, only uh, no hey, but, hey. oh dude I watched that movie so many times <laughs> and I had the oh 
like well now my voice is so deep but when it was higher yeah, yeah. i would do, you know i do like oh sandy you know I had to, dude i was literally sandy. and i was fucking you know my chicken fucking chicken legs and my dancing oh. like and i could sing well enough you know and dance well enough but it was nice. more the fucking hair the look the essence the yeah. got the tape man i should Love probably this. post it on youtube yeah, you probably should. absolutely probably that's should. a that's uh, throw that's a throwback there's that right there. Uh, yeah well that play also is the reason i got to make out with a senior girl that i had a crush on boom well, there you go i mean that's that's why we do it all right yeah that's <laughs> to make out to a senior girl exactly absolutely and then you're and then you know you don't know what uh you haven't uh done done sex yet which by the way <laughs> great sentence Adam, right? <laughs> you haven't Fuck done you sex brad yet. i slept four hours last night uh have you not done the sex thing yet <laughs> You put the thing inside her thing. No, the thing is goes in the thing, and then it's like, oh man. Okay, you know what? It's my <laughs> you tick- joke. Hey, it's my tickle but- spot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you just then that's, that's now that sounds like what the dare officer says when he's like, don't let an adult touch you in your tickle spot. Oh man. <laughs> Because you'll go, oh man, oh man, I did the grease, <laughs> so she touched my tickle spot. <laughs> now I'm doing the sex thing. It's uh, great. Uh, did you do any theater in high school? No, I. All right, nice I question. Did a, I did a lot of music, like during high school, okay. but I wasn't involved in anything with the school, like plays or anything like that. But, but the they, performer in you was, I mean, yeah. With, if there was like a sh- talent show, sometimes I'd go and do like a. Because again, even not doing stand up, like, and you say it was so easy for you because you had been in front of people, and mm-hmm. I get, and but then also like you said, like the bullshitting with Joe Coy at the barbecue and yeah. and coaching the sports stuff. Sounds like you, and I think that's innately in most comedians where you just have a natural. Like yeah. camaraderie with people, and you yeah. just like always like you know like Brad and I, I'm sure both like were you know the storytellers in big groups of people in high school where you just right. you pick something at some point you pick up on and go oh wow I can hold an audience you yeah. know mm-hmm. and and I did I figured that I I found that in high school at yeah. the high school age in junior high I was really shy. I was embarrassed. I wanted to be Michael Jackson, but I was too white. Okay, well, but, let's just talk about... Oh, no, I mean, that's we're, not even, we're not moving on for yeah, a couple what? minutes. Yeah, yeah. You wanted to be, be, be Michael. Oh, yeah. And I had the curl what? on the front of my head going down oh, and everything. Oh, oh. That's a picture then I need to see. The two of us need look no more. Remember this? I sang oh. the whole thing, man. No wonder you and Joe Coy got along so well, because he's like the same way. Oh, yeah, that R&B whole yeah, thing. So yeah, so you guys were probably just driving the gigs doing oh, Michael. What did, your, what did your pops think of you being this into Michael? Well, Did he it, loved Michael too. Yeah, but it was. See, we were. I was into it before we all found out he was. Oh shit! Whatever we. And the parents we, are a little know, more sensitive to it, right? Because, but my my. But you understand, my dad, huge. You know, music was huge in my house. Yeah, I mean R and B, the whole thing. It was just part of. So you want to be Michael because he was just like he was a man. Yeah, I wanted to be. Yeah, he was. You remember the, the, uh, the. Uh, Show that they, him and his brothers did the reuni- they reunited yes. in the eighties, mm-hmm. and they, that right there I was sold. And I was on a I was on a football team at the time that I think me and my brother and like two other kids were the only white kids on the team, and all the other kids would were doing this Michael Jackson thing, and and I was like I want to do that. <laughs> it looks I fun. Do, I yeah. do they were doing synchronized dances, everything. Yeah, and you're like yeah. uh, all all we have is we Rick Astley. <laughs> they were doing all. Of that oh stuff. my god! Ah. But, wait a minute. So were you in the corner doing? In the corner, no, at home, yeah, alone in front of the mirror. Please tell me though, one practice you walk in and just fucking get up on like the lockers and start do like doing a, it. Yeah, oh, do like man. a leg kick or something, and just introduce them to the world that they do not know. Oh, they of the white guy doing yeah. a great Michael Jackson. The next day, was did you see what Jason Collins? <laughs> <laughs> he morphed. <laughs> 
He morphed into a Jackson. <laughs> uh, there really seems like no, I mean, hey, crushing at a big, you know, we've all performed at uh, theaters. Those theaters you did with uh, Chris Lee on his tour. I mean, oh, those amazing. 1,500, 2,000 oh, Yeah. I'm so, I was so lucky that he asked me to do that. That uh, 30 something, like 30 cities or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Another, I mean, like, here's the thing too. It's like you, uh, we talk about doing those early gigs where you're like leaving the, the martial arts studio and stuff. You're, you don't see things like, the Tonight Show, the BT thing, the uh, going on tour with a with a big comic like yeah, you don't you want those things yeah, and you want them prematurely because you're yeah. like I, I I did it too early what, the, where, when you and I first met mm-hmm. on that t- was it the At Close Range tour yeah uh, I, was, I at, wasn't ready yeah At Close Range with Mencia because Mencia saw you and was like who's yeah. this dude who's this he seasoned saw, veteran you're like he, yeah I've been doing it about like a year he saw me in and <laughs> at the Laugh Factory and. Mm-hmm. Two days later, his his road manager called me and said he wants you on the tour. And then the next like week, I was on like four different airplanes in different airports to get to meet these guys on the tour. With how much time? Uh, like, did you have in your pocket to do? I think like twenty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you were doing like ten on the. tour? I was doing like ten to fifteen yeah. on the. Cool. The first night he had me do twenty because yeah. a couple guys were gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You uh, weren't there. Yeah. I I wasn't there that night. Yeah. And then uh, I think Cristela Alonso was also gone. She left. So and then, then what's the yeah. What was the, the Latino guy's name that always wore the matching baseball cap? Oh, uh, Juan Villarreal. Yeah, he was. So it was yeah, like that, me. Yeah, that's a real guy's well, name. Uh, Juan Villarreal. That's his name. <laughs> Juan Villarreal. I think I dipped a Tostito chip in that recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, here's, here's how you pronounce the name. Just and I, put a lot of guacamole in the very back of your mouth and then try and talk. That okay. tour, though, Juan dude? Juan Villarreal. <laughs> I literally had no time to be afraid. I had no time yeah. to be nervous. I got off the plane. The Chick picked me up from the airport, mm-hmm. drove me to the venue. I dropped my bag and walked out on stage. That's literally how it was. I remember that. And Mencia introduced me yeah. from backstage. And mm-hmm. it was a nice introduction. He said, I saw this guy in Hollywood. I wanted to share him with my fans. Ladies and gentlemen, Jason Collins. I had no idea how big the venue was. I walked out. And I'm like, oh, my. Yeah. What? Shell shock. Yeah. yeah. And the, ti- the timing has to be completely different. Yep, right. Up until then, the biggest crowd I ever did, I think, was like 200 people. And now you're doing like a 1300. It was insane. Yeah. And they gave me a standing ovation walking out. Whoa. (laughs) Because of Mencia's introduction. Right. Whoa. It was nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Those those gigs, uh, they kind of do that to you where it's like, oh, wait, you have to learn how to, all right, now I got to mug a little extra longer for these jokes and then I have to allow for the laughs. Yeah. And again, I got lucky with with, with, because a lot of people that are like, trying to coach you or teach you they kind of big league you a little bit like hey kid you know like Mm -hmm. i didn't have hadn't had to deal with that at all and i and even with with mencia like he was like hey just so you know this isn't a comedy show it's a rock concert treat it like that that's the only thing he note he had wow and then i went out and did my thing and it went well it went well and i was on the last five shows of that tour or something and have you gotten couldn't wait to get back to the haha literally (laughs) i was like I got off the plane, got in the car, and went to the haha and performed in front of six people. It was like, was ah, like oh, back home. Yeah, <laughs> stand up comedy. You know? Dude, but that's, hey, man, that's why stand up is the best because it's the most just profession in the world, as far yeah. as like where it's, I mean, shit, man. I remember I got back from Boston after being there for a month doing the heat and came back and, and I put in my avails for the comedy store and I first bought back. 1245 oh yeah the best spot nine people and i'm sit- literally sitting there and somebody brought me up to uh and you know i hadn't i you know people in the we all know of what people were doing so yeah. it's like i uh you know i wasn't uh if people ask me about it yeah I'd tell them about it but i wasn't because also i didn't know at that point yet 
I knew that I was integral enough to the story in the movie, but I, dude, I didn't know yeah, you never if know. they only kept in two lines. Right. So I don't want to make a big deal out of this. No, you never and know. Kevin I, Costner was totally cut out of The Big Chill. What? Yeah. You remember the movie The Big Chill? Yeah. yeah. Costner was the dead body. No shit. What? He was the guy. He was their friend that committed suicide. He was the <laughs> actor that, and there were a bunch of scenes with, that, where they flashed, and he was completely cut out of the movie. Wow. So you never really know. Do you know Tom Selleck was Indiana Jones, and after they shot yeah. it, they CGI'd Harrison Ford's face over his. What? The whole movie? Yeah. So you never know. <laughs> that's, that's, know that's. And that's one of that's, the first lessons we're going to teach at the were, high school of self-defense CGI. and training abilities. <laughs> Look, you don't have to, you know, outdo my story, man, <laughs> by making up shit. Well, that's the second lesson of the high uh, self-defense school of training abilities. Okay, listeners, yeah. mine was true. <laughs> I, I, I think, like, the whole sort of lesson to, you, to your journeys in stand-up comedy, Jason, is, like, no time to be afraid. Yeah. You just, like, you just get called up, and you're like, do it. And honestly, I feel like that all the time anyways, because I have this, I, I have a personal issue with my age. Like I think oh, you, these young guys don't understand. I don't. I don't. I got to get it done now. Right. In a blink of an eye, I'm gonna be fifty. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just have it in my head that you I think gotta, about that a lot. Oh yeah. 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 So it makes you like I'm running work. the light in my life. Wow. Oh okay. Dude, that's it's fucking profound. T- take know. a moment. Let that no. one sink in a little bit. Um. Yes and no. <laughs> that's I, how I think. People, of course. But then I. I. I mean. But it also drives you. Of course, there's. It's it's a, also, my thing. dad, the the passing of my dad, he was pretty young. He was yeah. only sixty, and okay. that makes you think like, oh man, you, you really think about your own. Oh yeah, man. And like, how much time do I have? When yeah. so that yeah. definitely that's I mean why oh. you have started to uh, just think of mortality in general. Yeah, yeah. and think of um, get it done. No time for sitting around bullshitting and whining and going. What if you know I sh- can't? Do I it. wish I could have. I wish should have. It's a lose lose game, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the, whenever I get up on stage, whether it's in front of 1,500 people or four people at the comedy store, I, there's a, just a second where I go, I'm so fucking lucky. This yeah. is so cool. I'm getting a check for this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then and now you don't do the martial arts school anymore. Like no, sold- I, so, I sold my school three years ago. I figured instead of going out of business, let's sell it. I got, had a guy that was interested in buying it, put yeah. some money in my pocket, and I, you know. And how, and how, and how was that moment when, because... You, you you sort of always had that safety net of yeah I'm doing stand up I really want to do it I made the promise to my dad but if it doesn't work out and I, I still got this. I still yeah. I I still got this once you sell the store you're like uh, now you're all in yeah I, this is I, all I, I have I don't remember the exact moment but there was a there there had to be a time when I when I, it was just a realization of okay this is who I am and what I do now mm-hmm. this is what I do and I'm going to just do it yeah you're 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 no longer a martial artist who moonlights as a comedian right. you're a comedian yeah at that point point. Uh, and, and and the martial arts got I, I had really bad knee problems and stuff and it was just just destroying my legs that so it was time anyways right but how what a crazy thing to decide to segue into you know, like, you know what i'm gonna do stand up com- yeah. i don't ever want to have a real job in my entire life yeah there must have been parents of that studio that were like you're leave- you're not gonna teach gabriel anymore oh they were- how to do the kung fu swap kick the- which by the way is the yeah. third move you learn in your second week of class <laughs> at, at the high school of self-defense and training abilities but wow <laughs> but you I want the you, you, you extended the name I've extended the name. I've extended the curriculum. There is a pamphlet in my room right now. And there's an online not course. Not drawn up. But there's a piece of paper, blank, 
and ready for filling in. I, I, I want to see how Adam Ray dresses the oh. first day of him going to the high <laughs> school. I'm, I think it's like the most stereotypical. Like he's wearing three headbands. Yeah, yeah, and a black belt that he <laughs> never yeah. earned, and and shin guards <laughs> on your arms. Um, <laughs> What? The and guy I say, at Dick Sporting Goods said I needed these. And I go, you get these when you figure out why you're the true Kung Fu Dragon. <laughs> and they go, what does that mean? And I go, you'll find out next week. Oh, class is adjourned. And they go, and the parents go, dude, Adam, 50 bucks for a five-minute class just to tell them they're going to find out what the Kung Fu Dragon means. I go, hey, Dan, I, I can sense your sarcasm and your hostile <laughs> tone. And I'm going to personally tell you right now, thank you for your check, but yeah. also fuck off. You know what would actually happen with my experience is it parents would come and go my son really wants the kung fu dragon if there's any way we can maybe take extra lessons like that's a movement okay. yeah because mm-hmm. if you announce it the kid, oh my, i want the kung fu dragon the parents just want the best for the kids but sometimes yeah, but they, they don't want them to work for it a lot no they don't did, did you have parents that would come to you and be like can billy just get a block belt? oh like, man it was how much would it cost oh also, my god why dude. why why isn't my son progressing in the class i didn't oh. like it was like my fault and i'm like well it's because you and they all, every parent thinks their son's, look, he's a, he's, my son is very above average. He's like at a natural, like, ma'am, your son's licking the mirror right now. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. And it's That's an only an hour long I fight. mean, you know? to be fair, if some guy licked me before a fight, I would not want to fight that guy anymore. <laughs> right? He wins <laughs> at that point. You'd want to go out? <laughs> or, if, <laughs> or if he's licking a mirror, you're like, this guy's way into himself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so yeah, they would, they would. They would come up. How do you handle it? So that's got to be, I mean, A. That's another reason. That's another thing. People like, how do you handle hecklers? Man, that's like almost a version of heckler. It's like. Your hecklers were Kung Fu parents. Parents behind me. Which is a sequel to Kung Fu Panda. Parents that wanted to coach their kid while you're teaching the kid. I have, you know, 20 plus years of experience in Mm -hmm. doing martial arts. And then I got, you know, the dad back here who's a plumber. But he saw Karate Kid three times. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> the Jane Smith version. Don't you Smith think maybe? Yeah, the Jane Smith version. <laughs> exactly. So he's like, obviously, I know what to do. Don't you think maybe he, you know, he's ready? Do you think he's? I think he's ready. So not. This has got to be contributing to your father skills too, because you're seeing. You're like, oh, I don't want to be that dad, right? Oh man, and patience. Yeah, patience. It, it teaches you so much patience because you can't. I can't knock the guy out. I'm going to go out of business. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were so many times <laughs> when I'm like, it would be so much easier just to beat the shit out just of to put guy. these moves to use <laughs> you know and it was uh, Jay for real you had those thoughts so many times oh, I, so many especially times especially when yeah, you're in the dojo big smile on my face yeah uh huh yeah I understand sir the whole time I'm thinking I can snap snap knock kick, your whip freaking yeah. teeth out right now before yeah. you even blink your eyes and can and I really? want to I, not now I can't I'm, I'm well, a like, lot slower than I used to be but like would dads kind of because I, I know there's kind of that thing among men when like there's that alpha male where then, sure. then he that he wants to prove that he's sort of yeah. better than you. Where like dad's looking at you like, uh, all right, you got your little school, but let's be honest. Oh, oh there was always it, this dad. It, I took Taekwondo for six months in 1975. <laughs> I was just say, dude, there's a dad that wants to have the story that he uh, kicked a black yeah. belt's ass. Right. So they get in your face being like, I know we're in your studio, but uh, maybe come outside of the Baskin Robbins oh, next man. Wednesday at four and. Be on my turf. It's I've like, you work that, there? He's I've like, keep that between us. <laughs> yeah, I've had people call me out. Oh, and then you get students that oh, like, God. then you get like, the kids you get like older? 25-year-old guys in there that mm-hmm. they go, I think I can take this the teacher now. And then sparring class comes and they like, take it to you. Like, they're trying to knock you out. And you, oh, and, shit. And there's like a fine line between keeping, earning, you know, keeping this guy's respect by fucking him up. <clears throat> But right. not hurting him too much where he's going to call his lawyer the next day. You know? Because yeah. he's not even trying to – in his head, he's trying to take you down. And he's you're like, I'm trying to teach me. you. I'm training him and sparring with him. He's trying to absolutely fight me. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I got in fights 
every day. And then yeah. you think WWCND. Uh, what would Chuck Norris do? Exactly. <laughs> and, what, and, what, and what would he? And what would he do? You know, he'd win. Well, in, <laughs> in the fourth week of the high ass school of self defense and training abilities, we read all the Chuck Norris quotes. Uh, is it me or is the title of the school getting longer? <laughs> it's actually saying the same. You guys just aren't listening. And that's in the fifth week training we teach abilities. you to listen okay. at the high ass school of self defense and training abilities. Okay. What he added a word? We there. had five rules that we taught. Like our students. For real? Yeah, five rules. Cool. Mm-hmm. And, and these are amazing rules to live by. I use, I use them in, in stand-up and in everything else. Like effort, etiquette, character, sincerity, and self-control. Okay. Effort, try your hardest always. Mm-hmm. Etiquette, always have good manners. Character, always be yourself. Sincerity, always be honest. And self-control, control your mind and your body. Always. And that makes perfect sense. And that mm-hmm. absolutely applies to stand-up as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do they teach that in your bullshit school, Adam? <laughs> No, they don't. But they do teach you why. They do teach you why the soundtrack from Cool Runnings is better than the soundtrack from Willow. Dude, your school how, sounds wait, a lot. How dare you? Those are fighting words, Adam Ray. Well, that's a class we teach only to dwarves. Oh, just so we can see them get all enraged at the same time I would love and to spar see each other. I would love to see an all dwarf martial arts class. Oh my well, God. come to the sixth week of the High High School of Self Defense and Training. Six thirty p.m. Dude, this is a. This, I mean, we're getting off, off topic, but I've got a friend. Uh, I've got. A dwarf buddy named uh, Ryan who lives in San Diego who is a fourth degree black belt and I have seen this guy in a bar fight whoop some ass it was awesome it was just and I I would love to see the guy that he like his the guy's reaction because you know guys yeah fuck that yeah 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 yeah. I heard that some guy got in your face not too long ago somewhere and you went who told me they they saw you go off on somebody and it was awesome oh really yeah, because I, I, I can't bail. Yeah, you, I've never seen this, and I want to. <laughs> where, where was it? It was somewhere, and a guy was doing a guest spot, and he was late or something, and oh, he was mad yeah. because he didn't do enough time or yeah. something. And, oh, yeah. yes. And Ontario. you, okay. from what I hear, I know that story. You almost oh, ripped yeah. this dude's head yeah. off, and yeah. I was like, fuck, I wish I could have seen I mean, that. Uh, now that I'm remembering the retelling, and yeah, you, even in retelling it, as probably as heated as I've seen you. Yeah, I, I know I know exactly what story you're talking about. But, oh, Rivas told me. You know, Rivas yes. Rivas told me the story. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, basically what happened, and I'll summarize for the listeners without revealing the guy's name because I don't want to do that, but uh, a, a, a guy came down, and uh, he, he's been begging me for a guest spot forever, and he I, fi- I finally said, you know what? I got the show at the Ontario Improv. Let's, let, let's do a guest spot. So um, he comes down and he says, uh, how much time am I going to do? And I say, well, it's a guest spot, so you're going to do seven minutes. He goes, I'm going to do ten minutes. Not can I do ten minutes. Yeah, just I'm going to do ten minutes. It's like, all right, first of all, no, you're going to do seven. But yeah. okay, I, I, you know, I, I respect that you're uh, you know, puffing your chest out a little bit, but no, you're going to do seven. So the first show happens and the host uh, – Brings up the feature act. Uh, a, oh, guy, uh, a guy. That's named, what it was. He actually yeah. forgot to bring him up. He forgot to bring up the guest spot. So he brings up Mike Malone, who is a killer. Yes. Mike Malone will wreck a room. So Mike Malone destroys. So I'm going to the guest spot guy. I'm like, all right, um, he messed up. So I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, but I'll, uh, we'll get you on the next show because this was a Friday. Yeah. So that there was. And you don't want to follow what just happened on that. Yeah, and you don't want to do that. You don't want to go on. And the guy's like, no, I'm, I'm still going to go on next. I'm like, mm, no, you're not. He's like, God, I have people in the audience. I'm like, my name's on the marquee. What the heck? <laughs> like, man? you're four people in the audience? Like, I, I, I told him, tell your friends. They'll get free tickets to the next show. And then come back, watch your set, and then leave. It's fine. And then it just I heard he said there. things like, you're lucky you're a midget. I ought to kick your ass. Yeah. 
<laughs> wow. Now, let me I, ask you. I was like, you, a lot of people don't know. This, you're, you, you and I talked a lot about your dad. You, yeah. Your dad was like, don't think that this is a fucking excuse for anything. Exactly. And, and you had you in like on hockey teams. With yeah, like, hockey teams. And, and that shit. And I took six months of Taekwondo. There you go. <laughs> oh, so, my God. Pretty sure I could take so you guys Hey, by the way, I took, <laughs> either way, I took four. Four months of Taekwondo. Not even joking. That's less than six months. Or was that a brat? He won. Hey, Jason, can I talk to you for a second? Can you not embarrass me on my podcast? Why only four months? Did you move or did you quit? No, my uh, folks put up. But um, thanks for bringing that up. Um, And uh, and Who got the Taekwondo and the divorce? (laughs) (laughs) Who got the shitty skill set? And the judge rules that put in, you have to take him to Taekwondo. That's so funny, dude. (laughs) Who got your shitty Taekwondo skills in the divorce? Uh, that's funny. That's perfect. Um, will you come guest profess at the seventh week of the high school? Yeah, I will do it. No, I did. I did four. And you know what? It's funny. I want to tell you this quick story. Uh, um, and then I want to get back to what moves uh, your dwarf buddy did that, oh, yeah, that really dominated. Oh, I'll tell you. It was um, awesome to see. Is he bigger than you or smaller than you? Uh, he's two inches bigger than me. Wow. Yeah. It's not saying so a he's, lot. So he's four foot six. A, 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 a threatening, imposing. Four foot six. All right, just what did he do? We can't. This is a cliff. That now, I mean, this is clear too many. Well, you facts. were there. You saw this. Oh yeah, I saw. Oh, I, I saw it happen. Lucky. And th- this was like before really camera phones, like we had them, but not really. Uh, and basically, he just did like this. Uh, like the guy was sort of imposing on him, like standing over him, and then all of a sudden, the dude just does like an inside kick to the knee. It's called a reap, I think. Okay, sure. He does a John reap. <laughs> He's like, he's like, there's a sweep and a reap, and I believe the sweep is to the back of the leg and a reap mm-hmm. is to the inside. Of yeah. The so he does. So he does a a, a reap, and uh, the guy. I, my brother's probably going to correct me. And the, the guy gets down on his knee after that because he lost that leg. Yeah. And then Damn. just just straight punch right to the face. The, the guy just falls back, and That's then he and then he gets awesome. on top and like full mount and just starts laying into him, pounding him. And it, you're, you're you're just like that that escalated quickly. It, <laughs> It, By the way, we call that at the high F school of self defense and training. Billy, we call that the Cameron Diaz sister. <laughs> Was that week eight? But week nine, actually. Week nine. Yeah. Right? It, yeah. It, it, it's so. It's such a weird thing to see people break up a fight and grab the little person <laughs> off of yeah. the tall guy, and then when the save tall, the big guy, yeah, from the little thing, and then oh, when, and then when the tall guy gets up. He like he's trying to save face like no man let him bring at- it more no yeah let him at- and then his friends are like dude he'll kill you <laughs> yeah you've- what the fuck let him uh, let him go and his yeah. friends are like let- no dude no we need to get you in a car and yeah, buckled we, up we need to get you a new passport <laughs> you need to move to another his country his friends are like we can that. never come to this bar again. <laughs> It was the greatest thing in the world to see. Uh, so many chicks that saw that happen. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, so uh, I mean, and I don't know if you did this as an instructor, but when I took four months of Taekwondo, oh so he's this, an expert. This instructor basically on a Saturday. This is all I remember about. I remember wanting to be a black belt. I think I, mm-hmm. I all I ever had was the white belt. I remember mm-hmm. practicing the um, guys. If you could see the, the hand movement, I'm going to stand up and do it. Right I'm going to stand up and do it. <laughs> You're doing your wrists weird. <laughs> <laughs> what is that with the thumb? Are you slinging webs? Are you Spider Man slinging He's hitchhiking. webs? That's hitchhiking. <laughs> why are you doing the thumb? <laughs> why? Why? Why are you trying to your punch hips someone? Were, your, your hips were kind of moving. I too. was. I was Ricky Martin hitchhiker Spider Man. Oh, and, got it. And, and, his, and his key eye, which is the yell you do, is <laughs> <laughs> my key eye. All right, key eye. My key eye. Key eye. 
Yeah. God. I, I, can I be? Uh, I almost named my son Kei Collings. By the way, my wife wouldn't. Let me oh be. no! Yeah, you know, she's like, no way. He would only be able to be like a stuntman or something. <laughs> Which, Which is, is awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm Dad. sorry. He'd only be able to be the coolest profession on planet Earth. <laughs> yeah. Other than the guy who gets to hook up people with free Panera bread soup. But uh, <laughs> so yeah. How, 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 how did you did you know how my son worked at? Panera? Togo? No, he works at Togo's, but they have soup there. That was going to be my second sandwich <laughs> reference shop. <laughs> yeah. What? Love Togo's. Yeah. Just... A little shout out to Togo's and Jason's son. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, no, but this guy on a Saturday afternoon basically goes, uh, and we'll wrap this up. I know you're looking at your phone. No, um, no, no. I don't, I don't have any. Okay. We got about 10 minutes left. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go uh, an hour. Uh, Saturday uh, afternoon. He, he was basically going to try to break the Guinness Book of World Record for breaking boards, which I don't know if you oh, know shit. what the record is. Breaking boards? I never did breaking. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I think it was just because he was like, hey, I want these kids to really know that I'm the shit. Jason and Collins can... doesn't break boards. He breaks skulls. That's it. I, br- <laughs> I break spirit. <laughs> I love it. I, Definitely I love the voice of a guy who would break spirits. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so he lines up, I think it was like 150 boards. I think that's somewhat oh, accurate. Shit. And they're all one by one. And he's like, I'm going to go one by one and Kia! and fucking snap these boards in half. Mm-hmm. And it's on like an Albertsons parking lot, like a grocery store parking lot, right? <laughs> and uh, was the local news there? They might have been. That's awesome. It was a big deal. And I'm down there in my fucking uh, robe. Uh, what's my, it called? In my kimono. My kimono. It's called a gi. It's called a, it's gi. Called a gi. I was yeah. in my white gi, and I was a fat kid, so it looked like I was a St. Puff Marshmallow Man. Um, and the coincidence that I was eating marshmallows while I was watching my instructor try to break boards? Maybe. That's you're a personal question. You're like, well, the Albertsons was right there. Yep. What and are you going to do? Not go get marshmallows? <laughs> yep. And Come the on. manager had to crush my mom and gave us free snacks. So, <laughs> and, um, he, and he called you marshmallow. Yeah. <laughs> he called me marshmallow jiggle titties. And so <laughs> I am in the parking lot watching this guy. And even as a 10-year-old, I go, oh, this seems ridiculous and impossible. Mm-hmm. And in whatever order of those it you want ridiculous. to. Right? Not impossible, but ridiculous. He gets maybe 18, 19 boards in, which I still feel like is like pretty good. Before he, it's just going, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we're all like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, and on board eighteen, he goes, his Kia turns to a fuck, goddamn it, and he breaks his arm, and he breaks his arm. Do you know why? Because he was hitting. Because he's a board. He's an asshole. (laughs) Yeah, that's the dumb. I never understood the breaking thing. So he hits, and I remember it. The board just does not break, and there's a collective gasp from the parents and giggles from the from the children. He's swearing. Oh, dude. The most curse words I've ever heard from an adult, bless you, in one given it. moment. I love that. That's, some of that stuff is such bullshit. It's all smoke and mirrors. Like, there's a, right. those guys that, like, I'm gonna, not only am I going to break these bricks, but I'm going to set them on fire first. <laughs> I thought he was going to be like, but I'm going to baptize that kid in the fucking water over there. You're like, wow. You guys, this, no. is, the wor- this is the world record for board breaking slash baptism. Oh, it's never ridiculous. been attempted before. They, it's like, why? That none of that has anything to do with fire. Right. No. Also, when you set the bricks on fire, a lot of people don't know this. The fire makes the bricks more brittle. Yeah. It, Wait a minute. It easier, to, easier to break them. them. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's like okay. Well, that's <laughs> that's like some like magician secrets revealed. Yeah. Yeah. So what? Okay. So how many? What other things like that are um, misconstrued for being the boards? The board breaking thing where they stack a bunch of them on top of each other and they put mm-hmm. the pencils between each board with the space. I right. used to love that, that space. Shit. I can't exactly remember why, but the, the air that gets between there when you. St- Makes it easier for the. It just helps with the. Because you, you, I, I used to watch those videos of the guys who would go also, hands down in slow mo, and they would break yeah. like ninety boards. Also, mm-hmm. there are martial arts supplies suppliers that 
sell to Taekwondo schools this certain wood mm-hmm. that's made and designed to break easy. <laughs> it's they're called breaking boards, and that's what it's for. Uh, they probably they use in movies and shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like the same type of fake, like um, yeah. you know, like candy glass is what they use for like the uh, like an SNO when you see like, somebody like jump through a window right. and it shatters. It's like a, this candy glass. It's supposed yeah. to just yeah, it's not, yeah. It's not actual glass. <clears throat> it's candy. That's why I said it's candy glass, bro. Right? Yeah, it's edible. If there's I anyone out attention. there who heard candy glass and goes, oh, so real glass, <laughs> uh, I was I was just clarifying for those <laughs> listeners. Just so we all do. So you guys have good. those listeners? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Probably. Whoa, candy and glass. Well, yeah, because... Um, hey, what flavor is the glass candy? <laughs> is it like watermelon? <laughs> I prefer blue Sugar raspberry free. candy glass. Sugar-free. <laughs> this is the, that's the voice of the kid, by the way, who was licking the glass in your class. Exactly. <laughs> is this candy glass? <laughs> I could see myself in the candy. <laughs> well, like, um, <laughs> Steve Martin uh, wrote in his book, he says, you will use, in show business, everything you've ever learned up mm-hmm. until that point whatever skill set yeah. you have you'll use sometime and i got no doubts that you did use all the skills that you've uh, uh that you've come across via teaching martial arts mm-hmm. doing those seminars dealing with these asshole parents yeah. and now like you like no heckler can scare you like no like no audience member can say something where you're uh, yeah. gonna be like huh. i had one issue one time where I, I one time I was gonna actually physically I physically wanted to follow this guy outside and have a fight. Well, twice. <laughs> um, I I was at was it three clubs? Yeah, and oh, I was yeah. doing a show there, little mini bar. Couldn't um, see the audience, can't okay. see him. I'm doing my show. Some guy threw an ice cube at my face. Mm. Now let me just clarify for the listeners what three clubs is. It's a it's a uh, cool dive bar, but there's a great like room that holds about fifty people. Yeah. so very intimate. Yeah. So you can see this guy. He's I couldn't feet see. Away. They had a spotlight, okay. and I, I couldn't see anything. Yeah. And some guy's drunk. He's like, Bleh. I'm like, yo, man, just relax. And ice I was, cube hit. Throw, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, boom, ice cube hits my... He throws the wrapper ice cube at your face? Yes. And, it, and this is when he still had a jerry curl, so it was oh, a mess. Oh, damn. <laughs> I'll let that but one slide. it hit my lens of my glasses and my thought, because uh-huh. I didn't always wear my glasses on okay. stage back yeah. then. And I'm like, I, that could have... And that immediately made me mad. That guy doesn't have a right to... No. So I'm like... Also makes you definitely aware that like, oh shit, I am yeah. kind of vulnerable up here. Yeah. But I had the, the most of the... Almost all of the audience liked me that yeah. night. Mm-hmm. And I was almost... So I said, I'm going to take it outside. I, I followed the guy outside after my set. I walked outside and I get outside. The guy's like seven feet tall. Oh, He's shit. huge. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking up at him going, yo, man. You, you still charge me? Oh, yeah. I was mad. And he puts his hands up. He goes, yo, I'm sorry, dude. My bad. I shouldn't have done that. And I'm like, yeah, I just talked down the giant. <laughs> I turn around to go back in, and I didn't realize that every dude that was in the audience followed me out and was standing behind me. Like, oh, shit. Like, that's get, getting my back. Unbelievable. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't have to. That's, you know. You're like, I'm the man. And you turn around. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And so, my army. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then one time at the Laugh Factory, this guy was heckling me, and I... It was the funniest thing. Brent tells the story really good. Brent Moran was there, and I looked up. He was in the upstairs in the balcony. I looked at Brent. I go, I'm going to fuck this guy up outside right now. On mm-hmm. stage, I said that. Mm-hmm. So, like, of course, everybody in the Laugh Factory followed me up. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's, well, that's the best. It didn't happen. Jamie's but. like, buddy, do not say you fuck person up outside, yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Then everyone go outside. Yeah. Fuck them up on stage, on buddy. Stage. We charge tickets. Yeah. <laughs> we, we put we, on YouTube channel. Yeah, we put on YouTube channel. We people, we get viewers. See, like, Michael Richards, buddy, he said the racial slur, not good. You punch Heckler in face, 
awesome body. Awesome body. Do that body. That's what um, <laughs> but that's it. I've never had most of the time. Any, anything I use from that is all yeah. mental stuff. Well, maybe next time instead of challenging someone to a fight, you do like you do with your friends and you sing at the heckler and just make fun of them through song. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> you stupid motherfucker! <laughs> I wish you would stop talking during my set. Ooh, 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 ooh. I wish you would stop. Talking during my set. Two wishes come true. <laughs> because if you keep talking, I will walk towards you and punch you in, in the face. face. That's the third thing we teach at the school of high y'all self-defense and training abilities. That school doesn't exist. <laughs> but it does if your attitude is right. <laughs> but it does if your attitude is right. You got to have the right attitude. You gotta believe me. You gotta believe <laughs> We just killed it, dude. Oh my god. Hiya is real. Hiya is dude, real. Hiya lives within when you. Are the, when yeah. are the, when are the, what? Oh my god. You just say hiya hi lives within you. Oh, yes. dude. Can I be honest? T shirt. Hey, t shirt. I'm, I'm, I'm half on, I'm borderline on the verge of tears because I'm real tired. I had a glass of Pinot Grigio Noir, which is not a real wine, but I'm a little drunk. And the fact that you guys were against me with my business idea, joined in on the theme song, and then Brad tags it with the slogan and what we stand for. It's the greatest day of my life. I, I've forgotten that you brought up my parents' divorce. I'll just say that. <laughs> Apparently you didn't. And that's I what, didn't. I'm still thinking about that's it. What, thought, that's what Hayat does, Adam. It helps you forget. Mm-hmm. Helps you forget. Uh, Jay, this has been one of the most fun podcasts we've done in a while. You say Bad that, everybody. I swear to God, I don't. Thanks, man. You, you can go back and listen to this it. This is one yeah. of my favorite ones that I've done today. You're the man. <laughs> so funny. Uh, this is pl- awesome. Uh, I've been wanting to do this stuff. for so long. Uh, Did you have pl- a good time? Yeah. When is this thing in there? Uh, two, two or three weeks. weeks. Yeah. Okay. Two or three weeks. Yeah. Well, let you know. Where can people see? Well, yeah. I'm at the comedy store all the time when yep. I'm in town. My yep. next, uh, my next, I the gas lamp, awesome. May thirteenth, if it'll be out before then. Mm-hmm. May thirteenth, I'm at the gas lamp. May thirteenth, awesome. headline, headlining show at the gas lamp. That's gonna in be Long huge. Beach. How, when go. have you been back there to do a big night? Like I that? I did a show uh, about a month ago with Eliza and Eric Schwartz there. Awesome. But it wasn't. It was just kind of all three of us. But this one's my night. Oh man. Cannot mm-hmm. recommend uh, a performer enough, and obviously, if this podcast doesn't make you want to go see Jay live, then look him up online. Look up his tonight your Tonight Show sets online. Tonight Show sets mm-hmm. online. It's on your website. Yep, comic which is Facebook.com. Yep, <laughs> um, Comic View is somewhere on there. Just Google Jason Collins. Don't you don't Google Jason Collins? Yeah, Yo, she'll get the gay basketball player. What do you yeah. do? Do you just Google me? <laughs> Google me? Google me? You got to Google me? Got to Google Jason Collins. <laughs> Let me do that. <laughs> Wait, but real quick, Brad one of the, fir- the, the first time Jay and I realized that we both like to sing, talk like that, we came up with this song called The Fire. Google, well, the Google Me thing was, was first. Yeah. yeah. And then we were sitting at the parlor. Jay Davis had showed the parlor on Melrose at, Avenue. At the? At the parlor. At the fire At the fire pit. pit. And we're, there's a fire pit. <laughs> And we start singing this song that I've written three quarters of the song of. Oh, boy. About the fire pit. About chilling. It was just like blank, blank, blank. Because we're chilling at the fire pit. Mm-hmm. I like it. That's the cut. With your friends and your family. Chilling at the fire pit. 
<laughs> you like the harmony? Yeah, it was good. Right, we'll sorry. work on that in the studio. Right, cool. <laughs> Look uh, up Jason Collings. Go see him live. Twitter, uh, Instagram. Uh, at Jason Collings, J-A-S-O-N-C-O-L-L-I-N-G. One more time, because that was super fast. J-A-S-O-N-C-O-L-L-I-N-G. One more time, sing it. C-O-L-L-I-N-G, because I'm a gangster ass. And that's how we end. Subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast. Give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessamay Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleisinger. Schleisinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years. One of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.